0: Well, we, what we have is uh, we have some uh, folks who are going to be sharing about missions today and uh, different ones who've gone to different places. And then I'm going to talk at the end about how you can be involved. But I wanted to read, of course, a passage of Scripture, Acts 1.8. Uh, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That is a, a passage that is many times used in, script, in, in missional work, but I'm gonna tell you that what we're gonna do this morning is reverse that order. So Ron is gonna talk about Honduras. Then we're gonna have Beth and Monty come and talk about Abdisall Mission, which is of course a lot of different places around the U.S. and other places as well. And then Karen is gonna come talk about West Virginia and then I'll wrap us up at the end. So Ms. Ron. Now.
1: Thank you. Well, finally, after two and a half years, I got to go back to Honduras. You know, COVID really messed up a lot of things. And those were our trips. I missed two and a half trips, but finally got to go back. The first trip we missed was June of 2020. We were supposed to go on uh, the 16th. And the saddest thing happened on the 13th in that senior Larry Nash, the missionary there, died. Not from COVID, but from congestive failure. And so we weren't there to, to grieve with Ruth and Brianna. But Ruth has kept on the work of her husband's mission uh, her family has helped. They've jumped in to help her with all those needs. She is a Honduran. But Brianna's here in the States uh, in college, and so please pray for those too as they struggle still through the grieving process. Danny and Marcy Pitt, out of Franklin and Discover Church uh, took a team of 12 down. We went in October. There were t- uh, nine men and three ladies. The men did building. And if you'll see from the pictures, homes are a big need down there. Uh, These houses are small, um, 16 by 20. They have two doors and three windows. They have a concrete floor. And the men that are on our trip, they get them to the point of rafters. And then the men of the village put the rafters on after we leave. The cost is minuscule compared to our homes, $3,600. And that includes the supplies, and we also pay the men of the village who help us, and that also helps those men with uh, supporting their families. The three of us ladies, uh, Sheila, Marcy, and myself, we usually do medical, but we haven't done any medical yet. We're trying to figure out how we can do that because usually we congregated 200 people into a courtyard and we really don't want that going until we know we're really safe from COVID if, if that ever happens. And um, <clears throat> then we'll figure it out. Uh, but we did vacation Bible school with the kids. and Angelina has a hard job herding our children here, but down there it's like herding cats because you know we don't speak the language. And the first day of Bible school, our interpreter was late. Their timeline is not our timeline as Americans, you know, we're very punctual. And uh, so the pastor of the village came and was talking to us. His English is broken, our Spanish is broken. Anyway, we conveyed to each other that we were gonna do the story of uh, Jonah and the whale. So he took over. He started telling the story of Jonah and the whale. And next thing we know, he's grabbed our hands, and we're waving because we're the water in the thing. And then he grabs this little boy from the front and picks him up like he would swallowed him in the well. You know, he's the well. And we're going, oh, my gosh. You know, and we're just laughing. I was like, I wish I'd known he was going to do this. I would have videoed the whole thing. And then at the end, he throws him out. You know, he doesn't really throw him, but he puts him out. And then the pastor falls down on the ground, you know, when Jonah was thrown out and... And And it was really cute, and the kids just loved it. We knew exactly what he was saying, even though it was mom, and uh, it was a good day. Uh, We did go to church on Wednesday to a new church that's under their umbrella now. We had a great time of praise and worship, and Danny brought the message uh, to the congregation. He asked them, he was talking mainly about supporting the pastors, and I know our pastors here would agree that, They need a lot of support, and especially down there, uh, uh, being a friend, you know, helping with the projects and stuff in the church, and with financial support so that they, most of them have to work another job and also uh, be a pastor. We had lots of good times with the people. We've developed a relationship with them now that we've gone so many times, and there were lots of hugs and tears because life went on you know, during those two and a half years. There were new babies that were born, uh, and I'm sure there were some deaths. The children went to school with their masks, just like our kids did. And some of them outgrew the sponsorship program, which is the, my two that I sponsored. They are now too big for it. And, um, but those are some things that w- uh, we did this last trip. Like I said, we hope to get some medical going at another time. The need for houses will always be there and there will probably always be a group on these trips that do build homes as long as we can uh, raise the money to do that. Or if you want to sponsor a child, that's another thing that we can do. Uh, Just let let me know and I can uh, get you hooked up. And you can go. It's a lot of fun. You go down there thinking, oh, I'm just going to bless these people. It's just going to be so good. Well. Scratch that because you're the one that receives the blessing. And uh, pray about it, be honest about it, because someday you may be a missionary junkie.
2: (laughs) Thank you.
3: Well, good morning. morning. We're going to speak a little bit about Baptist on Missions. Pastor Steve got my verse, so I'll just move on from there. (laughs) You know, we at Pole Creek are a very mission-minded church. It's very hard to find a time that we're not involved doing something at Pole Creek, whether it's here in Candler, our Jerusalem, or whether we're across North Carolina or in the United States, our Judea and Samaria, and even as Rhonda just spoke about, in the uttermost parts of the earth. And what a great church we have that is involved in missions. Uh, this morning, we've been asked to share with you about the 19 different uh, ministries that Fabulous Missions have. And we could uh, easily take all our time simply talking about what we do as that disaster recovery. Uh, but since Hurricane Katrina... We have been doing what's called damage assessment, where we go out into the community that's been hit by the disaster. We see the type of damage that's happened to people's homes. And usually we're the first volunteers that are deployed when a disaster happens. And as soon as it's safe, of course we wait until it's safe before we go out, we get to be the eyes, the ears, and the feet of Jesus. We get to love on these people, the survivors, by doing some few, very few things. We get to meet them, and we let, get them, we get to let, they let us know and, or share with us what's happened to them. They share their story, they tell us about their story, and then they show us the damage to their homes. As assessors, we document the type of damage that's been done to the properties and their homes, and it prepares a way for recovery teams to come and start helping the people begin the process of recovering from the storm itself. These teams remove the trees that's on the homes, the trees around the home, They remove any debris that's washed into the homes and around their home. If the roofs are damaged, they put on tarps on those roofs to stop any water from getting into the home. Then the hard part. All the people in these storms have been hurt and lost everything they have, their furniture, their personal items, all the contents of their home is carried out to the curb to be thrown away. This is probably the best time that our recovery teams have the mission. It work with the people. Then the walls are removed in the homes, floor coverings, cabinets, appliances, insulation, the heating and cooling system, and anything else that was damaged by the storm has to be taken out of the home. When they finish that, where they go out and they sanitize their home and they do mold treatments to keep to stop the mold from growing into their homes. But for Beth and I, as we finish up what we were doing, we have used the tool of assessment to do three things. We've shared about Jesus with everyone we come in contact with. We've left a Bible and a tract with the survivor and We've prayed with the survivor before we leave. Beth is going to share a few things.
4: Yeah, Monty has been doing this for 24 years, and I've had the pleasure of doing it for 19 years. And during that whole 19 years, I've shared Jesus with people that we've talked with. But, you know, I've never been comfortable doing that for some reason. I mean, I've been a Christian for many, many years and loved Jesus so much, but it was just so hard to share with these people that had lost everything. But I took evangelism explosion here at Pole Creek and it gave me confidence to go out and share Jesus with these people that are hurting and with other people. In West Virginia, that was the first time I got to think about evangelism explosion and sharing with somebody but i got to help lead a young lady named jessica to the lord we went to cape coral just recently in florida and we were asked personally by one of the administration she said this man named john has called in and he is so upset he's got ms and he doesn't know what to do. Will you and Moni go talk with him and assess his house? So we go out and we meet John. John was in a wheelchair. He couldn't drive. He did have an electric three-wheel bicycle that went everywhere. Um, He had trees on his home. He was missing about half his roof, the shingles off of half his roof. There was debris all over his yard. and I mean, he lived on disability. Can you imagine what it would be like to see that and know you can't get out there and do anything about it? And he really probably didn't know where else to turn and we could just tell. He just felt hopeless, not knowing what to do. So we assessed his house for him and while we did that, I was talking with him, found out he was raised a Catholic. He said, I lived on the wildlife when I was younger and didn't have this MS. I was a surfer, but he says I I still need something. And that opened the door. You know, for some reason, I didn't worry about what to say to him. I just knelt right down there beside his wheelchair and the words just came to me. But I looked over at Monty and he was sitting there praying for me the whole time. You know, John cried, I cried. I still cry every time I think about John. But you know, I think he was just a little hair away from making that decision. But I planted seeds in his life. And hopefully I asked a uh, a recovery team that was going out there to work on his house, I asked them if they would share with John as well. So please, you know, We're offering a new program here called Reach, starting, I think, next Sunday night. Sign up for it. You never know when you're going to have the opportunity to share Jesus with other people, and this will help give you confidence to do so. Monty mentioned the 19 ministries that we have in recovery, and that is a lot of ministries that we have. He talked about the recovery part, but real quick, you've been watching the slides, and those slides showed all 19 ministries. And as part of Baptist on Mission, you might fit in somewhere here. And I just want to share those 19 with you, really quick. We have agriculture missions, they help with missions that exist in poverty and hunger wherever they exist in the world. We have one called Aviations Ministry. If you like to fly an airplane or have an airplane you can fly, they work with the Earth Angels and they're responsible for transporting people to their medical appointments. We have Baptist builders, which is part of what we do here at Pole Creek. Um, Construction projects, handyman ministries, wheelchair ramps, that's all part of Baptist builders. We have Baptist educators for the educators here that might want to go overseas and teach or for those that just want to teach English as a second language. We have a children's ministry, which missions, which is called Deep Impact Kids. That's for elementary school kids to teach them to missions on weekends or week-long events during the summer. We offer church renewal, college missions for our college students, compassion ministries, which actually works with churches that want to help their congregation with adoption, separation, divorce, tutoring, um, and addictions and different things. As Moni mentioned, the disaster recovery, but there's also disaster relief that gets into things like the feeding, the shower and laundry units, maintenance, child care. Um, so many more involved in that. Um, Family Foundations Ministry, an international partnership projects which Rhonda's part of there. We have a medical mobile screening and a medical dental ministries and Katha works with that at the Mountain State Fair. We have a men's ministry, national projects ministry. Those are here in the Appalachian region where we do the Appalachian backpacks. Um, And we have a partnership with a church in the Appalachian region. It also goes into Pennsylvania, New England, Rocky Mountain, Alaska, and also Hawaii. So if you ever want to go anywhere and work, choose Hawaii. There's a waiting list, by the way. Uh, A waiting list. We have projects in North Carolina, such as the Mission Camps in Red Springs. Um, We have prayer support sports and recreation ministries along with student mobilization deep impact which is for our high school age kids to learn about missions and go to summer camps so you can see that you know there's something for everybody to do just pick a place where you fit in
3: i'll close with this we probably take too much time read a devotion david jeremiah one morning It came from John chapter 20, verse 21, and I'll share that with you. Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And Dr. Jeremiah summed it up this way, and I'm quoting him. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus, and Jesus so loved the world that he sends us. Thank you, and I hope you get involved in some form of missions.
2: Thank you, Beth and Monty. It's uh, uh, wonderful to just sit down and listen to all of the different opportunities that are available through Baptists on Mission, and I'm always admiring Rhonda Brookshire uh, whenever she speaks up here, and I know that she just turned 70. You would never... You would never believe that, but uh, God has given her the youth to be able to just keep on going. Just keep on going. What an admirable thing. So Steve asked me to speak about uh, the West Virginia uh, mission projects that we've been doing. In the last couple of years, I've been able to go on the summer team and one time at uh, the Christmas time to deliver the backpacks. But for those summer um, mission trips, we go for uh, the two weekends, really, and, and the week in between, and we set up uh, a mobile Vacation Bible School. And so I love doing Vacation Bible School. This is a, a true blast because uh, we go in, set up the entire thing, do it. We have a just-do-it kind of mentality, and, and uh, if it's possible, we're going to try it, and I like the adventure of that. Uh, I like to be able to go in and and just look at, okay, what do we need to do creatively? And so we had a great time uh, the year before last. I got to direct that and then working with Angelina this last time. And I've got to say, you don't want to go anywhere doing a vacation Bible school mobile without Matthew Daniger on that trip (laughs) because uh, he's like super dave and super anybody that that you need to do skits with and so we just uh, it is a blast and, and it's, a, it's a real explosion when you go into a setting like that because we have a vacation Bible school team that is at work and going. We uh, are working out of Lewisburg, West Virginia with the grassroots church where we were able to do a morning vacation Bible school year before last. And then last year we were able to do the, um, a nighttime v- VBS actually at their church, which is in a theater. Uh, there in Lewisburg. And uh, we stay at a school called, and that's in Roncevert and we were able to do some mission work there as well. The, the rest of the team uh, is also doing construction. They were working at that Christian school where we were staying in the mobile units. They were working, uh, putting a second floor uh, onto the end of the gymnasium. And it was, to me, it was treacherous. I can't stand heights, but uh, they, they did that, even Joe Ball up there. Um, and he is definitely another one that you want to go on a mission trip with. Uh, especially the conversation in the van on the way there about uh, how many different ways that you can that you can cook a groundhog, and <laughs> everything else. But but what happens in those times is we as a church, I believe the people in the church grow closer to each other as a team. We are using uh, our spiritual gifts, doing the teaching, doing the creative stuff. Uh, Wanda and her just ability. To, to help Linda with her ability uh, working with Wanda to do those crafts and everything in the Vacation Bible Schools and then in the conditions where we're, where we're sleeping and staying with each other. We're bonding as a team, but we are also partnering with the ministers there in shining the light out into those dark communities. And it is a dark community uh, when it comes to just uh, the truth of the gospel. And it's just like what... Um, What both Rhonda and, I think, uh, Beth were saying as far as when sharing the gospel, uh, sometimes they do make professions of faith, sometimes they don't. Uh, You don't always know what the source of light is when you see light, uh, but you're drawn to it. And I believe that as we are able to minister there, we are partnering alongside those church planters at Grassroots Church, and there is also uh, a new project that they are doing where they are, where they are wanting to start another church, and they are in the process of starting another church in a place called Union. And then we've got another whole place an hour away in Beckley, West Virginia, where uh, Noah and his wife are working. I cannot remember Noah's last name, uh, Tony. And uh, so they are working there uh, establishing a, a new church, and that is Redemption Church. And so uh, we, we have gone to Beckley. We have walked the streets of Beckley, which are uh, it's uh, a hard-hit place as far as economically, and, uh, and it has lost thousands tens of thousands in population to where uh it is a it's a sad uh place if you go if you don't know the gospel but if you do know the gospel it's it's a great place and we've set up there just right there near the town square uh doing block parties we've been able to walk through and talk with people that are on the streets and uh and offer them a a free hot dog, cotton candy, and tortilla chips, and everything else that goes along with a block party, but also an opportunity to uh, get their name, get their address, pass that off to the church planter, and so that he can contact them again about the church plant. And so that's been great. I remember one lady, she just said, I, I'm just so glad to be here. I have not had a hot meal in a month. Um, and so she'd just been eating, you know, whatever from wherever, and she was pregnant. And that hot meal she looked so forward to, even though it was just a hot dog. Um, we have talked to so many people. We've gone prayer walking in, uh, down in Union, where we were able to just walk through. Uh, Angelina and I partnered on that, and everyone else just scattered and walked through and, and prayed. Uh, you want to also have Gloria on your team and she was on that team this past summer and what a dynamo when it comes to sharing the gospel. That has been great. Uh, we, the, just being able to work together, use spiritual gifts and uh, communicate the gospel has been, has been great. I would say that, that partnering with them and uh, helping them with the, the adults, I think that we were able to equip them to then lead uh, their own VBS, uh, equip them in terms of how to do all of the setup, but just the inspiration of it. Sometimes people need a little encouragement, and, uh, and when you go in, and you go from a place that has so much, and you're able to go in and share with those that, that don't have as much, uh, it's just an encouragement. We're able to just pump them up, and that's been great to be able to do that. Uh, and I, I know that I have enjoyed that help the kids who might not ever have a chance to go to an amusement park, you know, they come into this theater and we've got the lights, we've got the color, and we've got the activity and the games for them. It's fun! And it's, a, it's just a great place for us to be able to uh, have those kids share the gospel with them and have an opportunity to connect with those parents and everyone else in the community. And so I've loved that. One of my favorite things personally has been face painting. I like to do face painting, and I like to teach people how to do face painting. I'm not perfect at it, but it doesn't matter because it gets washed off with sweat anyway. Um, and so just... Being able to teach them, teach a few people. When I had a long line uh, backed up when we were down at Union, where they were going to do a, a new church plant, uh, just to have a long line and say, "Hey, I need some help," and get some ladies in that had never done it before. Hand them a, a paintbrush. Wanda sitting right there by, talking with everybody and helping me, helping me out, uh, and uh, and brushing their their faces so it doesn't. Uh, run off but uh, just bring those new people in give them a paintbrush and say I need you to do this This is what it needs to look like and one of them just said This is the most fun I've ever had in my life. And that was somebody from uh, The the Lewisburg church at grassroots that was doing that at their own church plant And I just said here's my set of face paints. I'm leaving it with you And so just to equip them and give them it's just been great it's been great to be an encouragement and to also uh, share Christ with, with people of all ages. I know that the construction team went out, I know I don't know if Steve was going to mention this or not, but that construction team not only did the stuff at the Christian school where we were, but they also went and and lowered the pews in a church, uh, this, and this was a black church, they were able to go in and help these folks uh, be able to lower their pews because their congregation had gotten so elderly that they could not sit, sit and stand easily uh, at the height that the pews were, and so they, you know, went in and cut them off. And uh, what a blessing to them. They got, it was more comfortable for them the next Sunday when they came to church. That, that was great. Uh, building those ramps for people in in need. They were able to do that, too. So, great team, and uh, just thank you for the chance to be able to share about that. Steve? I will say one thing, just in in terms of the verse that really struck me on this, because I desire personally in, in these challenges, it is challenging to me to love more. Because when I go in, I am so pumped up about getting this done with that let's do it, just do it kind of mentality. But personally, I need to love people more. And so what struck me was when John the Baptist, who prepared the way for Jesus, when he just said he must increase and I must decrease. And that, you know, that's what I've been thinking about.
0: Thank you so much, Karen. One of the things I got, I got to do one point of correction. We actually raised those pews. They had gotten pews from another church, and they were too low. They couldn't get out. So we put blocks in them, and the first pastor came in, sat on the first pew, and he says, I'm closer to Jesus. I'm closer to Jesus. And I said, okay, well, there you go. But well, we have a wonderful time. As I, as I listen to all these folks share, you know, it reminds me of all the different uh, uh, at times that I've been able to be a part uh, in Honduras and West Virginia and on, uh, and, and on disaster relief trips. Uh, and each time uh, somebody w- was uh, put in my path that I could share Jesus with. And I, as, uh, as Karen is saying, sometimes we, we get to just share that seed and sometimes we get to actually see uh, folks come to, come to uh, know Jesus as their personal Savior. So it's an opportunity one of the things i wanted to share with you guys well, uh, at the end uh we were going to have a little bit of a video of uh pastor noah she mentioned and, and thanking us as a church for the for the what we did at christmas time with the backpacks um since the audio is not really working i'm just going to tell you he was very thankful for our church for baptist on mission uh for the appalachian uh, coalfield ministry uh in participating your backpacks that you've given uh the things that we've we've done through the year uh, as you give uh, on a weekly basis that goes into our budget which are missional things come out of that budget uh the north carolina missions offering is another uh, missions missions offering that we do in september and all that helps pay for uh, some of the ministries that we're doing as we go out and share so uh, so you've been a part by giving you've been a part by praying and then, of course, you may have been a part by going. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that, and that is, how can you be involved? One of the things that uh, we have opportunities to do is to just, hey, I want to, I've always heard about that, but I want to go. I want to do something. Well, here's a couple of ways I want you to know how to plug in. If you go to our website under the Serve page, You go down there, you'll see recaps of all the ministries and any ministry you want to serve in, there's a place you can just click a button and then fill your name in and I'll get an email saying you, you want to work with students or children, worship. But missions is in there. And this is not requiring you to be a part of the missions team. It's just saying, hey, I want to be a part. I want to know how to do something. I want to know how I want to go to Honduras. How do I get to go there? Well, I'm going to have an interest meeting because I do want to go back this year to Honduras. We also are going to be going to West Virginia, going to Beckley, West Virginia, uh, working with Pastor Noah up there. May do a little bit with grassroots, so that'll be happening. And there's always an ongoing, the one thing with with, uh, disaster relief is you never know when a disaster is going to hit. But when those times come, it's a very impactful time. But there's also locally in Haywood County, we've got uh, the rebuilds that are going on. where they'll be happening for at least another year where people have lost their home in Haywood County. So we can do that. So a lot of things that we can be a part of. So those are the things going. You can also, if you go out to our serve wall out here, you can grab one of these cards. My information is on the back of that. And that will also get you a way to contact me so that I can help you get you plugged in. And that is the thing, is, is that we want to have each of us, we are a very giving church, we want to be a very going church as well, plugging in. So um, so once you've uh, reached out, you can go back and we'll say, okay, that, you know, I'll reach out and say, well, where do you want to be serving? Locally, uh, we have an opportunity throughout the year i put things out there we as a mission team put things out there this is what's coming up so that you can be involved in some way Uh, one of the things locally uh, that's coming up is feed the hunger then behind that is our carrier cross 5k then behind that is the block party so once a month for coming up here we're going to have opportunities to you to be right here in your in your neighborhood being able to reach out and be able to 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 share the love of christ through whatever way that is for those of you who uh um uh, don't know about Feed the Hunger. Uh, Feed the Hunger is a way we actually pack food like this. We have a station set up all over the gym. Uh, we have six to eight stations that we'll set up. And in that, we will pack food. The picture you're seeing on there is actually a box that we packed last March in Ghana. That's where that one is. One of the things that Feed the Hunger does is use food as that do- way to open the door to sharing the gospel. So all of the people who receive food around the world uh, will, will have to part of their component has to be they share the gospel last week you saw a, a video of a guy in the ukraine uh, we actually one and i read a retreat last weekend uh, for feed the hunger and got to meet that family uh, that was in ukraine uh, last year uh, during all the war uh, feed the hunger was able to send them 2.2 million meals last year feed the hunger packed 6.7 million meals we have packed around 30,000 meals uh, through the years. I would love to see us get to 40. The first year we did, we we packed 20,000 meals, and I can remember that as soon as we finished, one of the things that I heard numerous times, why do we have to stop? That because it's a two-hour time slot. There's a lot of food there. They're packing. They're going. Why can't? Why do we have to stop? Well, we have to fund what we what we pack. So that's the combination that we we wrestle with as we go so one of the things also i want to let, let you know that that uh one of the, you know if you think about why you know I, uh, I, for whatever reason i can't go uh to honduras or west virginia or whatever uh, you can do this this is uh, is even labeled a mission trip in your own backyard uh, in two hours time friday night or saturday morning or both uh, you can come pack food that will go all around the world and even in kentucky we keep some of it back we actually take it to the rescue mission uh downtown uh, anybody who's in need we will take that food too so the combination of that is um that we need people to sign up so you need to sign up saying yeah, we, we can go there so we can manage our, our our times that we have also in giving uh in, in the lobby and in both uh, in the connector hall you'll see a a little flyer like this, but on the back of it, it talks about all the different countries where Feed the Hunger goes: Haiti, Ukraine, Ghana, Jamaica, Bangladesh, Mongolia, Sri Lanka. I mentioned uh, uh, Kentucky. So uh, there's also many more that they do other ministries in. But as a part of that, each of these packets contains six meals. The meals are 30 to 35 cents per meal. An average person would pack. A box like you're seeing right there 240 meals that's about $84 Uh, each station if you want if you know of a group where you wanted to uh, bring a group in from a school from uh, uh, business anything like that a group of 20 uh, can get together hey I want to be I want to have a whole station to myself Uh, we will pack four to six thousand meals in that so calling it 5,000 meals that'll be about 1750 to pack that our 30,000 meal goal is 10,500, but our God-sized goal would be 40,000 meals at 14,000. If you know of businesses, any groups that you would say, hey, I would love to uh, be a part, maybe reach out, I can actually go out, Tony Smith is also going out, and we're going out to just help help people plug in. Once they come, last year, uh, Lester Flooring, uh, Brad over there at Lester Flooring brought 25 people on Friday night, Jamie Johnson with Crossfire Ministries came for the first time, loved it so much he came back the second on the Saturday morning and they're going to be a part as well so any of those times are there all that to say is, is that there's, there's ways here locally to be in, in, plugging in but you may again be saying I don't know really what I want to do well there's a couple opportunities to kind of get, feel your way around and that is the uh, 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 we have the um, uh, what do you call it um, I'm sorry uh, Region 9 Mission Rally, I'd get there in a minute, I'd get there in a minute, Region 9 Mission Rally. Region 9 Mission and and what that is, is a top opportunity to hear all the different things that are going on. And there's also a Baptist on Mission, Missions Conference in April. You would have seen that on the video today, we'll get that back out. But there are ways there, you can just go, and that is a good introduction, both uh, in the smaller, locally one with the Region 9. We were in Region 9 here in in Western Carolina. And then also the Mission Conference is uh, in Winston-Salem this year. So we'll be going to that. So those are those are different ways you can be a part, different ways you can plug in. And so one of the things I want to leave you with, of course, is um, Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you and remembering I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Everything mm-hmm. we do, all the different pieces of missions we do is one central goal and that is finding an opportunity to share the love of Christ to share uh, with those people we come in contact with when we did our block party last year we had a lot of people coming in it's a great opportunity to share just meet people and that's all we're trying to do with Impact Candler we're just trying to meet people where they are we want to love on them and hopefully get that opportunity to share Christ with them so those are ways you can plug in any questions see me for the chase
5: All right, I'm going to close this out for the day, but I wanted to bring something to your attention. Years ago, when I was in high school, I had the opportunity to take a class called Experiencing God that my student pastor led me through. A group of us high school students, one of the best classes I ever had the opportunity to get a part, be a part of. Well, this past fall, I took a group of our students through it. So this was mine. I know it's probably hard to see from where you're sitting. This was mine from when I was in high school updated, but it's still the same thing. This is the current copy. And we've got about 15 or 16 students that took it. They don't know I'm getting ready to do this, but if you were in that class this past fall, stand up real fast, please. This is one of the best courses you could honestly ever take. This course I know that I've talked to several of you who've had the opportunity to take it before. It is a course led by Henry Blackaby that he he basically talks about how God is always at work and it's up to us to see where he's involved and join him in that work. And then it also discusses the ways that God speaks to us. He speaks to us ultimately through the Holy Spirit, but there's four ways that he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. That's through the Bible, through the word of God, through prayer, through the church, the body of Christ, other believers, and through our circumstances. So it's, a, it's an excellent, excellent course that I would encourage you to take. And here's the reason I say that. In the past, the, the first time I led some of these students through this, we did it on Sunday nights. Sunday nights are obviously the best time, it's the best opportunity for students to get together because there's not much else going on. Sports-related things aren't taking place, that kind of thing. However, <clears throat> because it was on Sunday night and because it was that group that was essentially invited it did exclude others. So what we are doing beginning March 1st is we are going to be offering this study Wednesday, March 1st from 6.30 to 7.30. I think this is the first time it's actually been advertised and I believe we've already got about 14 people signed up for it. This is going to be, it's, it's really a 13 week course because we do an introductory week to start out with and then we're gonna take, this course is gonna be 14 weeks because we're gonna take the week of spring break off but if you have any interest in being in it, I would encourage you to be a part of it because it really is that good. And I'll share one quick example with you out of this book. There was a church, it's, like I said, some of this stuff has been updated, but one of the stories that is included in this new one is about a church that was dying out. And we see that all over the country. We see churches that are dying, churches that are shutting the doors, they can't keep the lights on, people aren't going people aren't attending they're not reaching anybody there was a church of about 20 members and they had no pastor didn't have any intentions of looking for a lead pastor and they made the decision to shut the doors and as part of a last effort to get together not to they didn't have any plans of of proceeding they were going to shut their doors But as one last activity, one last hoorah, they got together and they took this study together. And through that course, they saw that God was at work in their midst. And there were opportunities for them to get involved in that work. And at the end of that study where they had plans to shut their doors, they're actually a growing and thriving church now that's that's on fire for the Lord. So a wonderful testimony there. And I would encourage you to be a part of that. I want to thank each and every one of you, Rhonda, uh, Beth, and Monty, Steve, and Karen for sharing. We we do thank you. I know that today was not a traditional message. You came to church a lot. You come to church a lot of times to hear a message, somebody to preach. I will preach next week. However, I think it's important to have times where people come forward and share what we're all about, what we're doing, where we're involved in. And I am thankful for a mission minded church because we're all missionaries. Let's be honest. We. We may not stand up in front of a church, in front of a congregation and preach. You may not have ever been out of the country, but whatever you're called to do, whether it's you're a full-time student, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a dental hygienist, whatever you do, you can make an impact for the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever you're at. So I do thank you for that. We are going to have an invitation this morning. And I want, to, I want to be very clear about something. I think sometimes we have a misconception that you only come forward when something's wrong. When you, you only come forward when you need prayer because something's bothering you. It, we should be praying all the time. We should be a praying church. So keep in mind that when we close, uh, I think Brother Bill McMahon's going to close us in prayer at the end of the invitation. But we're going to have a time of invitation, I assume, right? Yes, we're going to have a time of invitation. Come forward if you've got anything you want to pray about, talk about, or if you just want to seek the Lord. But again, I encourage you to take this class. I'm thankful for all those that have come forward to share, and I'm going to lead us in prayer as we close.